Jackson, let's have some fellowship. You know, if you ask the average believer, maybe 99%, this question would might give you an inadequate answer. What if you ask a Christian, why did the Lord Jesus come to the earth? Many believers, I think almost all, would say, well, he came to give us salvation. He came to help us get forgiveness of our sins. Well, those are not wrong answers, but they might be incomplete, inadequate, inferior answers. How about we let the Lord Jesus speak for himself on why he came? He said in John 10.10, I have come that you may have Zoe, the divine life, and that you might have it more abundantly. So we appreciate so much what the Lord did on the cross in taking care of our problem, but that was the procedure necessary to get us back to the real desire of God, which is to give us his very own life. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And I want to share uh, some verses uh, with you about uh, this life because I believe this life is the theme of the Bible. If you go to the first chapters of the Bible, as you know, there's choice of two trees. Again, most people think that it's a good tree and a bad tree. Nope, the good and the bad are on the same tree. The other is the tree of life. And when you get to the end of the Bible, guess what's there? The tree of life. So God's desire is that we humans could have another life. We could participate in the divine life. And if you uh, enjoy that picture there in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, this life is flowing. It's mysteriously coming out to the, of the throne of God to us. And uh, that's a good help, good help in understanding what fellowship is. Fellowship is the mutual participation in this circulating, refreshing, flowing, supplying divine life. And uh, I got a lot of help in that definition from a footnote in the recovery version of the Bible, my favorite study Bible. It explains what koinonia means in terms of mutual participation in our flowing out triune God. There's uh, another reason I like the recovery version of the Bible is that there are great um, points in the outline to help us see what a section of verses is about. And there's a section in 1 John chapter 1. Uh, the recovery version calls these verses the divine fellowship and the condition for the divine fellowship. Verse 3, chapter 1, that which we have seen and heard, we report also to you 
that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write that our joy may be made full. And this is the message which we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and are not practicing the truth. And if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. If we say that we do not have sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. These verses are very familiar, at least some of them are, to uh, probably all of us, but I get a lot of help and additional light on these verses from a footnote in the Recovery Version Study Bible, and um, it's specific to uh, verse 7. In this section of the Word, there is a cycle in our spiritual life. A cycle formed of four crucial things. The eternal life, the fellowship of the eternal life, the divine light, and the blood of Jesus, the Son of God. Eternal life issues in fellowship. The fellowship of eternal life brings in the divine light. And the divine light increases the need for the blood of Jesus, the Son of God, that we may have more eternal life. The more we have of the eternal life, the more of its fellowship it brings to us. The more fellowship of the divine life we enjoy, the more divine light we receive. The more divine light we receive, the more we participate in the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. Such a cycle brings us onward in the growth of the divine life until we reach the maturity of life. Now, I want you to, since we have the limitations of radio, picture um, a circle. Let's, let's use a clock to picture the cycle that it's talking about in these verses with the help of the footnotes. You've got uh, high noon at the top, of course, three as you come down the right side, six at the bottom, and nine as you come up the left side. Well, picture uh, that clock, and let's go uh, around it like... Uh, I believe the verses are talking about and the footnote clarifies for us what we have flowing to us at the top is this divine zoe life the word in the greek new testament is a very special kind of life 
God's life, eternal life. And we humans uniquely have the potential of receiving another life. And I believe this life not only comes to us when we are initially born anew, as the Lord described in John chapter 3, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We were quickened, as the King James says. But this life continues to come to us in ever-increasing enjoyment, ever-increasing quantity. Remember the Lord said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I think that must mean, if I can be quite simple, that the Lord wants me to receive more life today than I received yesterday because there's no shortage of the supply. And if you look in, again in Revelation 22, eternity has this picture of the, a river where the, the flowing is not physical water, but it's a river of life flowing out of the throne of God. And it has to be just for more and more and more enjoyment. Now, hang on to that uh, picture of the cycle. So at the top of this cycle, there's this ever-increasing abundant supply of eternal life. As you go around the, uh, the circle, that means that we are enjoying the fellowship of the eternal life, the participation in it. As we uh, go on down the, the cycle, as we're having more of that fellowship, more enjoyment, more receiving of life, then we start experiencing more of the divine light. What does that mean? Well, God starts to shine on something, on, on someone, on some thought, some word, some action. And he's shining on something that doesn't match him. So we're coming out of the fellowship, the participation in the divine life is this divine light. And as the Lord shines on something very subjectively, very mysteriously, very personally, then guess what? We need, as the verses pointed out, an additional application of the blood of Jesus to fully be applied and take care of what the light has revealed. That's a, what is called in these verses just confessing. What does that mean? It just means you admit. You agree. You agree with the light. Yes, Lord, I agree. That's not of you. Please forgive me. I take your precious blood over that. And sometimes, as you know from the Gospels, we not only need to take care of it with the Lord, but we need to take care of it with uh, someone who has perhaps been offended in our activity. Now, when we do that, we, we're clear. The blood is very adequate. And we go right on around the cycle, back up to the top, where there is more eternal life flowing to us. As we enjoy this ever-increasing, ever-enjoyable divine life flowing to us, we go around the cycle again, there is uh, more fellowship, more enjoyment, more participation in this abundant divine life.
And as that occurs, there's more divine light. So the Lord shines on something, perhaps again. We agree with Him. His light is accurate. We take care of it by confessing, admitting, agreeing with the Lord, perhaps again with, with some person that needs to be addressed. The blood then is applied very adequate, very adequate to completely erase that uh, from our problem it could cause with our fellowship with God. We're back up to the top of the cycle again where there's more divine life flowing for our participation. You got the idea. More enjoyment, more light, more application of the blood. We're back again to the top of the cycle. And as we do this, as the footnote pointed out in the recovery version, we are maturing in life. We're no longer babies that don't understand or see too much. This uh, cycle becomes almost like a cone, and it's getting tighter and tighter. Throughout the day, we're enjoying the Lord's flow. We're participating in the divine life that's ever-increasing. He's shining on more and more. We're, we're dealing with more and more issues that need to be removed or eradicated out of uh, our, our life, out of our conscience, and we're back to more enjoyment. So this uh, cycle gets tighter and tighter as we uh, more and more get um, acquainted and become one with the Lord in His view. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm, again, I'm indebted to a footnote in the recovery version of the Bible uh, for the light on these verses. Uh, I'd like to give you a copy of this study Bible. You can get one by going to biblesforamerica.org. They'll send you one absolutely free. If you find a better deal than that, let me know. I want to get in on it. Biblesforamerica.org. Now, our uh, dear brother uh, Doug Apple has his fingers on the knobs. He's going to take us away for a minute or two and bring us right back. Thank you, Doug. Therefore, who bountifully supplies to you the Spirit, and does works of power among you, does he do it out of the works of law, or out of the hearing of faith? Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 On God's side, he supplies the Spirit bountifully. On our side, we receive the Spirit. Day by day, a marvelous divine transmission takes place. God supplies and we receive. The way to open ourselves to this heavenly transmission to receive the supply of the all-inclusive life-giving Spirit is to exercise our spirit to pray and call on the Lord. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org.
My name is Mike Lynch. I'm a believer, and I received the Lord in a home in Memphis, Tennessee. And I recently moved to Tallahassee, Florida, well, just a few years ago. In Acts 2.46, when the apostles started meeting together, the believers first started meeting together, they met in homes, and it said day by day from house to house. And this really affected me because I myself received the Lord and had my beginning of following the Lord in a home. Anyway, uh, I, I would just like to say this to believers. This is another way other than meeting in a large church building. And if you are interested in this, would you please call and leave a message at 850-692-9558. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. testimony there about uh, how you can get together with friends, fellow believers, house to house, day by day, like it describes in the book of Acts. If you're interested in that, as he mentioned, there is uh, a voicemail that you can go to. There is an email that you can uh, just send us uh, your name and phone number, and we will call you back with some suggestions, some ideas. So uh, it's Christian Christian Connect Tallahassee dot com Christian Connect Tallahassee dot com. We're going to have some more fellowship there. You just can't get enough fellowship. Keeps coming with Stephen Austin. Welcome, Stephen. Uh, good to be here again, Brother Lowell. You were here once before. Um, I think something. Well, I was reading the Tallahassee Magazine the other day, and uh, it said that. Uh, you as a financial advisor for, I guess, the largest credit union in Tallahassee were voted as the best. Is that a true rumor? Uh, yep. The good, faithful readers of the Tallahassee magazine did vote us best uh, financial advisor again here, here well, in town. That, that's probably the best slot to be in. It's at the top of the pile, right? So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, happy to help. Happy to help. And I don't community. know of anything that's harder to do to keep people happy than make them happy with their finances. So you must have uh, some uh, magic potions you're dishing out over there. It is interwoven in everything that we do, uh, our finances. So, yeah, we're happy to help people wade through it. Well, I think a lot of folks might have missed the first time we uh, had some fellowship together on Wave 94. So give us the short version of your life story. The short version, because Doug Apple is over there with the time pressure, all right? All right, yeah. So, uh, short version is um, I was a college age, uh, going through school. I just met a, a wonderful woman in my life, and she was also going to school. And at the time, um, she had just come to know the Lord. And so uh, I saw some, there was something about that. Um, I grew up Catholic, so knowing uh, God and, and uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, 
um, but but never really searched uh, any more than that. So when I got together with this uh, lovely young lady, who's now my wife, um, we were just genuinely ser- seech, uh, seeking and searching. Um, you know, what is this all about? Um, always believe, you know, with that background that there was a creator. There's a reason that we're all here. Um, but uh, didn't know any more than that. So we started seeking, saying, you know, just genuinely praying to, to God, saying, you know, what is this all about? How would you like us to get together and come to know you more? Um, and lo and behold, uh, I was supposed to be going to play golf uh, this one day. I was with um, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and um, there was this lady who was pulled over on the side of the road. She had a flat tire, and I can't tell you what it was, but something inside that said you have to stop and see if there's something you can do for this lady. And that is, I'll tell you, Lowell, that's not something that I would normally do. Um, so I pulled over, and this woman gave me her testimony after we found out I was no help for the tire, um, that uh, there's some folks that we could get together and just enjoy the Lord. Um, and so um, I got together with those folks, and uh, ever since, just been enjoying Christ's life, uh, getting together, reading the Word. Um, I think that's like what we told you last uh, last time we got together here. So we're getting together, reading the Word, and enjoying Him, even in coffee shops. <laughs> even in coffee even shops. Even in so. coffee shops. So, well, yeah. that was about, what, five years ago or what? Yeah, we're, we're, we're about uh, maybe a little over five years now even, yeah. And you've gone from kind of a general respect to there was a God to uh, growing in the Lord. And um, what, what do you think that's causing that growth, that appreciation, that realization, that shining, that enjoyment of the Lord? It's, it's probably going to be the, the flow that you were talking about earlier. The more, the more of Him, the more that we come to understand Him, uh, the more that uh, we see how enjoyable this really is. And the enjoyment of our Lord, that's our real life. Um, all this other stuff is, I like to call it smoke and mirrors. It's a distraction from that true, that true joy that we can have, which is just being with the Lord. Even when you're the best in Tallahassee, it's it's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> That's, oh, sometimes this, it's uh, good looking smoke and good looking mirrors, I guess. But it, yeah, still smoke and mirrors. So uh, you know, being um, you know, I'm sure you probably commute like most folks around Tallahassee, uh, up and down Thomasville Road and Capitol Circle. What, what's a typical day in your life uh, and and week uh, like that you think is uh, helping this? Uh, this, this growth uh, keep keep going and increasing in your experience. Well, I just yeah, I can only talk from my experience. Uh, so I just would tell you that uh, day by day, um, just getting together with others, uh, whether it be um, at a coffee shop or house to house, uh, to talk about the Lord and read His Word. Um, even just that morning time alone, um, just getting right into the Word is crucial that's that's the real supply that's uh, that's better than breakfast if you will that that nourishes our spiritual life uh, to keep going and, and we're growing that spiritual life we can continue to grow the more that we're supplied um, we get built up you know Stephen I think a lot of folks believers want to start the day with the Lord and they've probably had many starts and stops and starts and stops and you know where do I start and how, how do I contain the time and I've got a whole day of stuff boiling over waiting for me and I've mentioned before that if folks would like to start um, just with a few verses and uh, with a paragraph of help 
on those verses. Uh, emana.com is free, and they can go to it right now. During the night, they will send you every every night, waiting for you as you get up in the morning, some verses and some um, help in enjoying those verses. Emana.com. So then uh, sometimes you said you go to a coffee shop. That's right. And read the Bible. Just they're reading the Bible sometimes. Does that, does that look little, strange uh, to people that are in the coffee shop? That's what I was going to say. Sometimes uh, every now and then we get somebody that comes by. Hey, you know, I like seeing that. Uh, that looks pretty good. Well, that's because it is good. <laughs> so. Well, even if you weren't, you know, enjoying it and getting something out of it, which I think would probably never happen, but mm. it's certainly it's a testimony mm. to other people in the coffee shop that it's uh, okay to gather in twos and threes and. Um, Read the Bible. We're privileged and lucky to be here in America where they allow We that. are. You know, I was praying about that recently. Mm-hmm. How many countries where people are not allowed to sit down in public, open the Bible, and read it? You know, like you can almost name them. And we believers ought to be, you know, binding that opposition. Lord, it stirs us up mm. that our brothers and sisters in North Korea, mm. Venezuela, mm. Bolivia, China, mm. Uh, Iraq, Iran. Uh, we could we could probably name a few more that I'm uh, I'm missing out on. But what a privilege it is to have that kind of uh, freedom and to be able to uh, just have it a silent testimony. Mm. We'd probably like to stand up on the table and make an announcement, but that's not the appropriate way to do it. <laughs> but the testimony can be uh, achieved just by uh, having the Bible open and. Uh, reading some verses and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what else is going on in your typical week? Uh, that's it, just taking taking the Lord in day by day. I'm uh, just trying to get better acquainted with this one. You know, Mike uh, Lynch mentioned in our break earlier that he gets together in uh, homes. Um, what, what's any experience you've got along those lines? Yeah, and that's I think where you can get into an intimate setting with other believers. Um, I, th- I think that's pretty pretty crucial um, to get together with others to read His Word and then be able to you know share and speak about His Word, um, what you enjoyed and what you know what uh, the matter was with it. I think yeah, I think it's pretty important. Um, so yeah, we just in, again I can only speak from my experience, but um, that's that's something that has been very helpful in being able to grow um, as a Christian. And so we'll have a we'll have a home get together tonight. Uh, we'll have a couple of little ones running around, but that doesn't stop us. So we get together and we enjoy the Lord. In the midst of kids and dogs and kids <laughs> screaming, dogs barking. Sounds like a normal human living, right? Just bring the Lord right into normal human living. That's right. (laughs) Well, what have you been enjoying um, lately in in your your spiritual diet? So yeah, on on a day by day. um, You mentioned it. it, Yeah, it's good to get into day by day. One of those is is a a kind of like a daily devotional, if you will. Um, and, And one of those days. Um, I'd just like to share this this question with folks. It says, uh, the greatest mystery in the universe is God. And where is this mystery opened and revealed to man? This mystery is opened and revealed to us in His Word. So we can know and come to know this great mystery, God, by coming to His Word. 
So like we were just been talking about and been fellowshipping on is that uh, just going to even the coffee shop, reading the word, getting into the home, reading the word. The key there is being with his word and he is his word. So we need to be with him and we need to get into his word. And that's how we can understand this great mystery. You know, know Stephen, you mentioned your your background uh, before you you know, really became to experience and open to the Lord in a personal way was was Roman Catholic. And we certainly appreciate uh, those who are uh, in that uh, in that system uh, and love them and want to enjoy fellowship with them. Uh, th- that is a, a tradition, though, that has probably uh, pointed f- folks to uh, let the church indicate what you should do. And... Um, a, um, a, a clerical system uh, bring you the message. Um, it sounds like you have uh, experience that you can open up the Bible and pray over it, read it, digest it, enjoy it. Whether you're in a coffee shop, uh, in a meeting of other Christians, in your home, and uh, that uh, the Bible is just waiting for us to go to it and enjoy it. Amen. Amen. He just wants us to come back to him. He is the word, right? Amen. He is the word. Amen. We're going to take a short break, and um, Doug Apple has his uh, fingers on the knob over there, and he'll bring us uh, right back. been rooted and being built up in him. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7. Like plants, we are living organisms. As such, we have been rooted in Christ, our soil, our earth, that we may absorb all his riches as nourishment. These riches become the element and substance with which we grow and are built up. To be rooted is for the growth in life. This rooting has been completed already. To be built up is for the building of the body of Christ. This is still going on. Both these matters are in Christ. Scripture and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. Hi, my name is Penny, and I meet with the church in Tallahassee. In Ezekiel 44, there's a unique phrase that says, You shall come near to me to minister to me. And it also says that the basis for the ministry to the Lord, the basic requirement for ministering to the Lord, is to draw near to the Lord. That no one can minister to Him without drawing near to Him. No one can minister to the Lord without approaching Him in prayer. Spiritual power is not the power of preaching, but the power of praying. How much you pray indicates how much inner strength you really possess. No spiritual matter requires more strength than prayer. 
If you would like to pray with a group in your neighborhood of twos or threes and pray with us, 850-692-9558. We meet in small groups for prayer all over Tallahassee, and we welcome you. 850-692-9558. so easy for us to have uh, fellowship. We're uh, having fellowship with Stephen Austin, who's a financial advisor with uh, Tallahassee's uh, largest uh, credit union. And um, I imagine that's pretty hard to keep keep folks uh, happy with their finances, but it sounds like they're doing a good job if Tallahassee Magazine said they were voted the best in our city. Stephen, you were talking about um, the word. Um, of course, the word has to do with speaking. Um, it just seems like, you know, if the Lord could get his people to speak more, that he could have a greater expression, a greater testimony. And like you pointed out in the coffee shop, sometimes it's not even saying anything, but people just notice our living. Mm. They just uh, see, you know, there's something that looks attractive. There's, there's something that looks like it would make a difference in my life, just to be with uh, another child of God and uh, read some verses Um, seems uh, like that would just make a difference. If the Lord could get that multiplied, you know, all over Leon and Wakulla County, um, what a shining that would be to uh, all of our fellow humans, that we love the Lord, our Lord is speaking. And uh, his speaking makes a huge difference in the way we look at our whole human living. So um, if you want to share anything on that um, and develop it, uh, please feel free. But that's kind of what I was getting out of uh, what you were, you were sharing is about uh, the Word and God speaking. And, and then since we are supposed to be like him, sounds like we're supposed to be speaking. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think uh, we're, we're made to be like Him, His likeness and His image. Um, but there was uh, there was a fall from that. Uh, we we became uh, a rebellious people. Um, so we to get just to get back to the way that we were made in His likeness and His image, we've got to uh, come under His authority um, and and be under Him. Um, and away from even ourselves and our rebellious nature. So we got to come to Him, which is His Word, um, to even understand what it, what He is or who He is and how to speak forth Him. Um, and when we come to Him, then we have that acknowledgement of who He is and we're enjoying Him, and then we share that with others. Um, and the more that we share that enjoyment of Him with others, um, we're just sharing with them our experience uh, of God, enjoying God and the Lord, um, and all they can do then is uh, understand it from their experience, since it come come check and see for themselves. So yeah, when folks uh, see us sitting there reading, 
my only hope there is that they would say, well, that looks like something that uh, I should check out. Why Why would these people want to spend their time uh, sitting here reading a book together? Um, there's got to be something more to that. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think just getting back to how we're supposed to be, you know, how God made us um, in his likeness, his image, that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. And he needs people to speak. He needs people to speak. To let us know. And, you know, I can just sense that there is a brother or sister that's listening that says, you know, I'm kind of a spiritual introvert. My faith is kind of private, and I don't know what to say, and uh, it uh, might be a little embarrassing, or I might stumble and fumble and say the wrong thing. Um, just, you know, let, let somebody else do that. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll pay a guy to do the, all the speaking for us. Um, but I'm just, uh, I'm just a spiritual uh, introvert. But you know what I was just reading? I think it was this morning uh, with some good fellowship about the history of prophesying, which most people think is future prediction. But actually, that is a smaller percentage of what prophesying is. It's prophesying in the Old Testament and especially in the New Testament was just speaking for God, speaking forth God, speaking God's words from a human mouth, speaking on behalf of God. And even uh, the Lord told uh, one of uh, his followers, and I'm can't remember now exactly where the passage is, but he said, open your mouth and I will fill it. Mm. And the help I was getting this morning is that if we, by faith, will just open our mouth and depend on the Lord to provide the words, then we're giving him the kind of cooperation he needs for his voice to be heard on the earth. And that's exactly what the original God-man did. The Lord Jesus said, you know, the words I speak are not mine. He wasn't coming up with his own oratory. He said, the words I speak are not mine. The work I'm doing is not mine. The, the glory I seek is not for me. So he was just uh, here to represent, speak for, to give uh, the triune God a, a voice on the earth. So um, it sounds like you're experiencing some of the uh, fulfillment of just uh, talking about God, speaking to others about the Lord, and giving Him a way to um, express Himself. That's the idea, trying, trying to uh, just be part of the body and be under the head, which is our Lord. So just being a member in the body and functioning with other members. So to function with another member of the body, we, we've, we've got to talk to one another. Uh, just like our human body has a nervous nervous system, uh, that, that that nervous system is talking. If, if you poke yourself in the arm, you can, it knows that that happened, right? Um, so it's talking. Uh, we've got we've got to be the same as a body. We've got to we've got to be in communication um, under the head, which is the Lord. So we've, we've got to be under Him. So the more that we speak uh, speak out what we've enjoyed of Him, that's something that can be gained by another one, another believer, and that they can benefit from coming to know the Lord more and fall into their proper function in the body. 
So the more that we come to know Him, the more that we're even uh, able to be filled and understand what it is we're even supposed to be speaking. We can even then understand what our function is in the body. Um, but we've got to have that faith first to just let it out there. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll clean it up. Even, even the practice is good, right? Even the practice you, is you, good. You've got a super-duper little son, and, uh, you know, even when he, uh, you know, was learning to walk or stumble or learning to talk, uh, you probably appreciated just his effort and his development, right? I just want to see him try. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, it sounds like you're describing um, the kind of getting together of believers that's described in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where the apostle, in trying to help the uh, wayward uh, Corinthians get back on track, um, he said, whenever, whenever, I guess that means whenever, what do you think? Yeah, probably. Probably means whenever? Probably whenever. He says, whenever you come together, each one has. So there's that mutuality that the Lord has apportioned himself, just like in the good land, all each one got a portion of the good land. He's apportioned himself to the believers. And as we come together and release that portion, others, as uh, I think is promised there in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, learn. It says that all may learn and that all may be encouraged Amen. and that all may be consoled. Uh, that sounds like um, a wonderful kind of meeting to be in. Sure does. Sure does. Be encouraged. All may learn and be built up. Amen. So have you had that experience? So far. That's <laughs> keeping me around. I'm being encouraged to press on. That's yeah. You think, uh, that's, believers that's can... crucial. Yeah, we've we've got to get together with others uh, uh, because we're we're not not every day in the Christian life is is a, a bright and shiny beautiful day, right? So we've got to get together with others as well and be encouraged. Uh, maybe by if we're not having the uh, best best day on our Christian walk. Uh, maybe another brother of ours is, and we can be encouraged and be able to press on um, by what they're by what they're going through and their experience of the Lord is. So yeah, we doing it alone is uh, that's that's one way, but to get together with others uh, is so much sweeter and so much stronger uh, in the Lord when we can do that. Uh, Stephen's been talking about the getting together in uh, twos and threes, or getting together in uh, homes. Um, if you would like to explore this, discuss this, you can um, just leave us a voicemail at Christian Connect Tallahassee, ChristianConnectTallahassee.com. Now, our dear brother uh, Doug Apple is going to take it away for a minute or two and then uh, bring us right back and we'll have some more fellowship.
raised together with Christ through the faith of the operation of God who raised him from the dead. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Faith is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. The more we turn to God and contact him, the more faith we have. The Lord is the author and perfecter of our faith. The more we abide in him, the more we are infused with him as our faith. It is through this living faith produced by the operation of the living God that we experience the resurrection life. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. received a recovery version for the first time my freshman year in college. Since that time, I have really enjoyed reading it, especially the outlines for each book and the cross-references. When reading these outlines for each book of the Bible, I have begun to realize that the Bible isn't a disjointed series of records, but instead it is a comprehensive unit, a complete book, and it conveys God's thought from beginning to end. Reading through these outlines and the cross-references is to me what Paul spoke of to Timothy about cutting straight the word of the truth. To receive your free copy of the recovery version, call Bibles for America at 1-888-551-0102. That number again is 1-888-551-0102. Or you can visit the Bibles for America website at www.biblesforamerica.org. Again, that's www.biblesforamerica.org. .org Aren't you glad the Lord wants to make us glad? I really enjoyed that uh, verse in 1 John chapter 1, where the apostle was saying he was writing to his fellow believers that their joy may be made full. Uh, I believe I need my joy full. How about you? It's certainly not a shortage on the Lord's part. He said, I've come that you might have life more abundantly. And, of course, that is a joyful life. When we're enjoying the Lord and He's enjoying us, that is the richest experience on planet Earth. When we can have that mutual enjoyment, that mutual fellowship, that mutual participation in, in uh, our wonderful flowing out triune God. And I want to echo uh, what you, were, you heard during that uh, break that Doug took us on, that you can... Uh, Get a copy of the Recovery Version Study Bible, which helps me so much with its outlines and its footnotes. So take advantage of that. We're having some fellowship today with Stephen Austin, who is a financial advisor with Tallahassee's uh, largest credit union. And uh, he's been sharing with us uh, so far, in case you just joined us, about uh, how enjoyable it is to uh, take the Lord up on a very, very big hint 
that he gave us when he said, When two or three are gathered together in my name, that's where I want to be. It sounds like that might be one of the Lord's favorite numbers, just the gathering together in his name. He wants to be there. And uh, Stephen's been sharing about doing that uh, in a coffee shop with another believer or uh, in his home or somebody else's home with another believer. If you'd like to look into this further, just leave us a, uh, an, an email at uh, christianconnecttallahassee.com. So, Stephen, you've been doing this for how many years? You're getting together in, in the coffee shop? Fairly new at it, a little over five years. Five years. And where are you now in your reading journey? Well, we've, we've made it a good good portion of the way through, and uh, we're at the end of the New Testament, at uh, the end of the book here. So we're in uh, Revelation. Now, Revelation is a book that very few people have ever opened. It sounds like to me that it's got the reputation of being about uh, dragons and earthquakes and things that we can't understand. And uh, what have you found so far if you start this uh, book that's pretty much a closed book, I would think, to most uh, sermon series and most uh, Christian reading paths. Well, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think a lot, a lot of folks uh, shy away from away from Revelation. Um, I'm, yeah, not that long ago, I would have thought I was going to uh, op- open this book up and, and uh, have have a divine knowing of how our end times was going to be, um, or. or, or uh, Come to know uh, what what this whole, how this whole program is going to end, um, but what I'm finding is it's a revealing. A revelation is more, nothing more than a revealing of Christ. Um, so this is a revelation is just more revealing of Christ, and that and that's what we're getting into. It's, and it's been really good. I think the book starts out that way, right? That this is a revelation of. Uh... So here I've got it pulled you, you up got right it? here. Okay. Yes, so well, I'm uh, not fast on the draw there like uh, your generation these is. Days. So uh, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so the the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show to his slaves the things that must quickly take place, and he made it known by signs, sending it by his angel to his slave John. So it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what the desire of the Spirit in giving us the book of Revelation, which, by the way, is singular, Hmm. not Revelations, but it's the book of Revelation. The desire of the Spirit in giving us this book is to show us more of Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. I need to see a Christ that I haven't seen before. We see a Christ uh, in the Gospels. We see him working invisibly in Acts. Well, what's he doing in the book of Revelation? What's the up-to-date right now Christ doing? Well, he is speaking. He is speaking to his churches. Speaking to the churches. Amen. And um, there's seven of them, I think, in seven cities. Yeah, we've got uh, rolls through. Yeah, seven seven churches in seven different locations. Um, And he goes congregation by congregation and city by city. Um, calling for overcomers. Mm. And it sounds like that uh, what the church was supposed to do in this age after the resurrection, maybe the church has failed 
to wrap up the age. So now here we are, 2,000 years, God's still waiting. Mm. He doesn't have a time problem. So I guess he can wait another 2,000 years if he needs to. But those churches, each one of them had a particular condition that uh, the Lord needed to address to get them back on track. And um, in each case, well, I take that back. I don't think it was in each case, but I think it was in most cases. He called for overcomers. So what the Lord was not able to accomplish in the church in general, he now needs to have some overcomers that will accomplish it. And the beautiful thing for us to realize is throughout history, if God has been able to get a remnant to respond to him, to cooperate with him, he then has been able to turn the age. We've only got one more turn here before the Lord returns. Um, he, he wants to return. He wants to come. He's looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And if he can just get uh, a remnant. He got a remnant uh, in Noah's day, a very evil age. He got a handful of uh, motley uh, disciples in the Gospels, and he was able to turn the age from law to grace. If he can just get some overcomers in this age, he can conclude this age and bring in another age. So anything else you got you want to share with us you're enjoying in Revelation? I just keep, I just had to pull it up while we're, while we're sitting here going through it. It's in uh, chapter 2, a lot of what we're talking about there. It's chapter 2, verse 7 in Revelation. It says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So this one, right, to him who overcomes, what are we overcoming? We're overcoming this world and this fall, um, right? Uh, not not very easy as, as we look up and down. Uh, like you mentioned on, on the drive to Thomasville Road, we got all kinds of things. So we, but to him who overcomes, to him I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. This is what we're what we were talking about from the beginning. We want this more of this life, um, so we need to be the overcoming ones, and we do this by Him to eat of the tree of life, which is how we can be supplied and enjoy more life. So I just appreciate that aspect of it. To him who overcomes, Amen. it sounds like Stephen. From that, read that verse again. I'm kind of a slow learner. No, yeah, because there's, there's jam packed. Okay, he who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So he who has an ear, Mm. it sounds like we believers, we lovers of the Lord have a hearing problem. Mm. There's no shortage of speaking, but maybe there's a shortage of hearing. Mm. He who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says, the Spirit's speaking, right? The speaking Spirit. And He's speaking to the churches. To the churches. To the churches. He's speaking to the churches. Mm. Seven different churches, I think, there, right? Right. Seven different cities. 
one church in each city. But apparently, not everyone in the congregation had a ear to hear. Mm. But those that did have an ear, he was making an unbelievable, amazing promise there. Mm. He will give to eat of the tree of life. It sounds like Genesis chapter 1 and 2. The Lord keeps putting in front of us the tree of life. I also appreciate the aspect of how how do we hear this hear the Spirit? Well, we, it says here, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Spirit is speaking to the churches, so we need to be with the churches to hear the Spirit speaking. Um, so that's it ties into again earlier. We we got to get together with others. You know, we can't fight this battle alone. Um, we need to get together with others to hear that speaking from the Lord as well. I got a lot of help. Um from the footnotes in the recovery version on those seven different churches in seven different cities and seven different conditions and uh, the Lord's speaking to each one of them accurately what Mm -hmm. uh, their need was and I think the first one correct me if I'm wrong was Ephesus Mm -hmm. and I believe the Lord says I've got a problem with you you've left your first love Mm. And it seems like what the Lord wants is not more work, not more effort, um, not that we're against good works and good behavior, but the Lord wants love. Mm. And I would expect that when you were considering your wife, you were mainly looking for someone to love. Amen. That's right. That's what the Lord is looking for. Amen. Well, if you'd like to uh, pursue uh, getting together with others, again, uh, just leave us a message at ChristianConnectTallahassee.com. This is uh, Lowell Jackson. We've been having fellowship with uh, Stephen Austin. And thank you, uh, Doug Apple, for making it easy for us to uh, do so. And uh, we'll be back next week on Wave 94. Thank you. My strength